he's a guy in the band, a freshman sophomore, uh, a freshman saxophone player, a freshman sophomore player. <laughs> what was he? She was a Okay. From Boogie Land Media, this is On Carlson Drive, a dusty little dirt road of memories from the wit and whimsy of Wendy Bonifield. Today's episode, Aaron and Bennett. The concert was over, and our family was standing in the lobby talking to Aaron, spending a few minutes with her before we headed home, leaving Aaron at KU. She was a sophomore music education major at the University of Kansas, and we had just enjoyed the first wind ensemble concert of the season in which Aaron played euphonium. As we were talking away, a lanky young man comes bounding up the stairs, walking quickly by our group. Hi, Aaron, he said, and scurries away. Oh, dear, I thought, there's another hopeless with a crush on Aaron. Who's that, I say? Oh, that's Bennett. He's a guy in the band, a freshman saxophone player. A freshman and a saxophone player. Not a chance, my friend. In fact, this young man did have a crush on Aaron. He talked to some of Aaron's friends about what they thought. No way. She is way out of your league. She will break your heart. You are right, he thought. She is way out of my league, but I'm going to try anyway. I think there's something to be said about a young man who knows he is in over his head but dives in anyway. It shows a certain amount of confidence, a kind of character. And, spoiler alert, ultimately he was going to prove us all wrong. With his first step, he sent Aaron a Facebook message. Could they meet sometime and talk about Navigators, a campus ministry Aaron was a part of? Sure, let's meet after band. So after band, they met in the courtyard and talked about Jesus, baseball, and brass band. Aaron left thinking he was cute and a nice guy, but he was younger than her and he played the saxophone. Maybe he would be a good match for her younger sister Hannah next year when she got to KU. Bennett left thinking, this girl is the one for me and I will be asking her out very soon. Bennett sent Aaron a text a week or so later asking her if she would like to go out sometime. It was finals week, so he thought she probably wouldn't respond right away, and that would give him time to calm his nerves and prepare for a date if she said yes. Aaron got the text that evening and thought, why not? He was nice. She would give it a try. Sorry, Hannah. So she texted him back the next morning. Sure, how about tonight? Tonight, thought Bennett. Wow, that is soon. No amount of inhaler puffs would prepare him for this first date. He was very nervous. Aaron was not nervous at all. They shared a pizza at Papa Kino's, then went for a walk around South Park in downtown Lawrence, Kansas, and sat on a bench and talked. Aaron could sense Bennett's nervousness. Let's climb a tree, she said. So off with her shoes and up the tree she goes. Bennett follows nervously behind her. Aaron settles on a branch and Bennett finds one a little lower because 
She had climbed much higher than any sensible person should, and they spend the rest of the evening in that tree, talking, the conversation getting deeper as the night progresses, staying up way past Bennett's bedtime, but he wasn't going to tell Aaron that. Aaron left that date thinking, well, that was nice. I could go out with him again. Bennett left that date thinking she was it. He kept the pizza box, as well as some leaves from the tree and some grass and a little bit of the dirt and maybe a few of the rocks from around the base of the tree. The year was almost over. They went on one more date, then went their separate ways for the summer with promises to write. Bennett went home to Minnesota. Aaron went to Florida with the Navigators. They spent the summer writing letters and talking on the phone. Aaron enjoyed the letters and phone calls, but she did not enjoy how strong he was coming on. She had decided that she would probably end it, but that she owed him a few more dates. I remember that first date after summer because she was actually home and not at school yet. Bennett came to the door with flowers and a box of sweet tarts, her favorite candy. I invited him in and went and got Aaron. She seemed less than excited. I was surprised because I know how much she loves flowers and sweet tarts, and they were going to a Royals baseball game, which she also loved. Plus, wasn't this the boy she had been writing letters to all summer? But I didn't know the whole story. Hannah filled me in on that after they left. Then she had such a good time at the ball game that night, and the real clincher was the next weekend when he drove her all over Kansas looking for red bandanas. She needed them for an event at her dorm the next weekend. Maybe she won't end it just yet. Bennett, unaware of how perilously close to the end he was, made a few mistakes along the way, like when he referred to Aaron as his girlfriend. I'm not your girlfriend. We are not there yet. Oh. Okay. Where's my inhaler? It's not that Aaron didn't like Bennett. She was growing to like him more and more as time went on. She simply didn't want to be rushed and wasn't ready to say, I do, just yet. By the end of the school year, though, they were firmly established as a couple. Bennett asked Aaron to be his girlfriend in the same park they had their first date, and this time she agreed. As they went their separate ways for the summer, they knew this was going to be a little bit of a harder separation than last year. However, letters were promised, as well as phone calls, although it would be much harder to speak on the phone because Aaron was going to be teaching at a camp all summer out in the middle of nowhere Kentucky with very poor or no cell service. So letters were going to be the primary means of communication. Bennett wrote his first letter, a letter of monumental scope. His hopes, his dreams, his ambitions, and then he waited. Nothing. Oh, what had he done? Did he scare her off again? Oh, the agony, 
Finally, a letter from Aaron, but nothing about his epistle. Oh, a great blunder. Upon the first phone conversation, he discovers that she never received this letter. This is some consolation, I suppose. At least she didn't simply ignore him. But where was this letter? He must find it! This becoming one of his chief occupations of the summer. Ultimately coming down to the fact that the letter made it to the town close to the camp, but not to the camp itself. And if he wanted the letter, he could come to the post office and pick it up himself. Summer is over, reunited for one more year of college before Aaron graduates. A year full of all the fun of a senior year of college, the last football game. I will admit I teared up a bit when the band seniors marched off the field one last time. And Randy would like me to remind you that Kansas beat Texas in football that year. I also teared up a bit as she played beautifully on her senior recital with Bennett, accompanying her on the piano for most of her music. Then to finish off the year with Bennett proposing to Aaron under the same tree they climbed on their first date. Oh, wait, never mind. There seems to be a bouncy house set up under that tree. So they went to a different park. And that pizza box Bennett saved from the first date? Well, Bennett had written one word in it every day since their first date until the date he proposed. So he gave her the pizza box, then got down on one knee and asked Aaron to marry him. And Aaron said, yes, but do it again, and this time hold the ring box right side up. Oops, it seems Bennett held the ring box upside down but it didn't really spoil the moment. So she may have been out of his league, but these two could not be more perfectly matched. The wedding was set for June the following summer after Bennett graduated. This was going to be a challenging year. Bennett had one more year of school and Aaron was starting work in the real world. Erin came home and started her job as the high school band director for a local school, and Bennett began his senior year at KU. We lived about 45 minutes away from KU. Erin wore herself out doing her best at spending time with Bennett and managing being a first-year teacher, which any teacher will tell you is definitely a challenge. I believe she will tell you to date that that was the hardest year of her life. However, we did have fun planning the wedding, which took place in the same park as their first date. Now, an outside wedding in June in Kansas is a risky affair. It could be cold and rainy, there could be a tornado, it could be blazing hot, or it could be absolutely beautiful. And on this day for Aaron and Bennett's wedding, it was blazing hot, 97 degrees. We tried to set the chairs up in the shade. However, I'm afraid it was about half and half. 97 degrees aside, it was truly a beautiful day. It is a day I will cherish, but not nearly as much as I cherish my Aaron. And that 
lanky young man. I am surprised at how many details you got correct and how many things I'd forgotten about that whole saga. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I, you know, I watched it all. Well, some of it, because I wasn't at school with you guys. But I did steal some of the uh, information from your guys' little wedding stories that you put up on your website, to be fair. I stole some of that That was like three years ago, and I don't remember that at all. But yes, that's what happened. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so long ago. I have to remind myself that I was actually at my wedding because I I feel like I have been married to Aaron forever and like five minutes at the same time. Oh, that's lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're about to celebrate three years in two days from now. So that's right. It's going to be about as hot on that day as it was three years ago. (laughs) Yeah, I like to look at the, you know, in the last couple of years, I'm like, oh, last year I think it was like 78 degrees on that day. That would have been good. That would have been nice. I don't remember being hot on that day at all. And I was wearing a full suit, but I think I was just freaking out. Your mind was on other things. Yes. Yeah, it was a hot day. But there was a nice breeze. (laughs) I I don't remember it being unbearable, but yeah, I think we were distracted. Other people I talked to remember it being unbearable. Yeah. Yeah. Most people when we say, remember coming to our wedding? They're like, oh gosh, yeah, I remember coming to that wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Right. When you first met, do you remember the first time you saw Erin? I remember the first time I saw her. It was in the courtyard on the first night of marching band camp my freshman year. I think all, what, 350 band members at that point were in the courtyard. Yeah. Eating. Was that the pizza, the Kappa Kappa Psi yeah, pizza? Yeah, the Kappa Kappa Psi pizza. And then they had lemonade and cookies. Yeah. Which is a terrible, side note, terrible combination. It's like eat a chocolate cookie and wash it down with some lemonade. Mm. Anyway, um, I... <laughs> I remember walking through that courtyard and seeing Aaron, and I think I, did I say hi to you? Yeah, you introduced yourself. I remember that. You you had very fluffy curly hair. I did, even and, fluffier than it is now. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, you just said hi, and I was helping with the event and then just meeting people and saying hi. And right. you introduced yourself, and you were a music major, so I was, like, drawn to you because, well, because we had something in common. We were both mm-hmm. music majors, and so... Like, I want to talk to you more about that because that's what I was studying, too. So I remember that. Thing. Yeah, I, I think that we were in line to get the cookies in the courtyard. And it was just a quick meeting. But I was like, if every girl is like this in college, then this is going to be fantastic for the next <laughs> four years. And it turns out no girl was as awesome as you are. <laughs> but, yeah, I remember thinking, I could ask her out. And that's when I approached my buddies that were in my math class with me in college. <laughs> and... I remember Max and Tristan telling me, you don't have a shot. <laughs> Essentially, it was like, don't don't even try. But Okay, I love the stories about what Max, you and Max. I, my favorite is um, symphonic band rehearsal. <laughs> yeah, 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 okay. So <laughs> uh, I sat next to my buddy Max, and we both played saxophone in the symphonic band. Probably seven chairs to my left sat the euphonium section, and Aaron was right there in the euphonium section. So I would just look at her during a symphonic band, and I thought I was being really coy about it. And this is before Max even knew I had a crush on her. At least I thought he didn't know. Um, and Dr. Smith had stopped the band and was talking to somebody, and I was just spending my time daydreaming, staring at Aaron. And all of a sudden, just right on the side of my face, Max slapped me as hard as he could. 
I looked over like, what is, and he said, don't look at her like that. You can't stop staring. You can't stare like that. (laughs) (laughs) That's good advice. (laughs) Max kept you humble. He really did. Yeah. He told me often throughout our relationship, like, don't mess this up. Like, okay, I won't oh, good. Up. That's good advice. Yeah, he and he was your best man. I wonder if he thought about the moment that he slapped me in the face in symphonic band on our wedding day. Probably not. <laughs> he probably doesn't even remember. Oh, yeah, probably because there were many times he had to be like, "No, Bennett, don't do yeah, that." There were a lot of moments that that happened. Yes. Oh man. Okay, so let's see. Then you asked her out over text. Uh, well, well, so I asked to meet her for the first time through a Facebook message because I didn't have her phone number um, to talk about campus ministry, which was not a way to use Jesus to (laughs) to just ask a girl out. I was genuinely interested in that campus ministry. And uh, we talked for probably an hour. Yeah. Maybe a little more. Then we played some catch in the courtyard as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And I got her phone number because I was going to text her about campus ministry. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And so, yeah, I texted her after we met that day. I texted her for, what was that, about a week later? I remember, I don't know what event it was. It was like some church event at Shawnee Mission Park. that I remember hanging out with Hannah at that event. And that's when I like told her all about, hey, I met this boy that I think, uh, you know, maybe would be a good fit for you. What's the over-under on how long a Hannah and I relationship would have lasted? And she wouldn't have made it through the first... One I, day. There would have been I'm one day. pretty sure, yeah, you might not have even... I would take I would day. take the under on one day. <laughs> yeah. she, she would have met, met me and been like, like nah. Not it. <laughs> it's not the guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, you know, I asked her out uh, via text because I felt like I could do that better. I feel like if I asked you out in person, I would have been like... I'm like, this is not the guy for me. So I crafted a text. I actually spent probably two and a half hours crafting a two-sentence text message. (laughs) And then I let it sit on my phone without hitting send because I reread it probably 30 times. And then I remember pressing send. And then I was like so stressed out. And then you didn't respond. It was already 10 o'clock or something. You didn't respond for a couple hours. And so I remember thinking... Gosh, I can't sleep. I tried to sleep, but I couldn't do that. So I stress cleaned my entire dorm room <laughs> while you uh, didn't respond. And then you finally sent a text and said, "Sure, how about tomorrow night?" And I was like, "Tomorrow night? Sure, we can go tomorrow." <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh man. Do you remember what you thought when you got that text, Darren? I don't actually remember getting the text or responding <laughs> to it. Of course you don't. That's like one of the pivotal moments in my lifetime. And you're like, I text whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I think I was just like, oh, Bennett. Yeah. Well, I like Bennett. Yeah, I would go on that date. Oh, my gosh. And I probably made you wait because you texted me instead of asking me in person. I probably saw it and was well, just cool. like, oh, he texted it. So he has to wait. <laughs> that is cold. <laughs> She wasn't stressed about it at all. Like a date with Ben. Sure, that'll be yeah, nice. That sounds fun. I cleaned the pads on the underside of my desk in my dorm room. That's how how much cleaning I did that night. Because oh I was God. done with all the other stuff. I was like, I have to do something. I was about to call Colin Richardson and ask if I could clean his room. <laughs> oh, that's, that's good. All right, so tell me about the date, the first date. We uh, ate at Papakino's. Uh-huh. Each had a slice of pizza and... And we got Sassamatis too. Didn't oh, that's we? right. Yeah, we, we did. We got pizza and then we got 
Silas and Maddie's. Ice cream. Yeah. Perfect combination. Perfect. And then, uh, so I don't think I've ever told you this, but I knew I wanted to keep that pizza box, but I couldn't just carry a pizza box around with me because <laughs> you would have thought I was a weirdo. So I actually stashed it in between the wall and one of the booths at Papa Kino's. What? And then I came back the next day and grabbed You're it. kidding. Because no. here's, here's my thought process. Because I went to the bathroom <laughs> and I was like, I have one shot with this girl. And if I carry around a pizza box with me the entire night and she happens to ask about it, I'm going to have to bail and just throw it away and see, be like, oh, huh, how weird. I don't know why I'm still carrying this. <laughs> and so I remember thinking, and I can't just get another box. That would be cheating. Yeah. So I stashed it. I think people's reactions to that are so funny because people are really like, either like, Oh, that's the sweetest thing ever, or like gross. Yeah, because <laughs> it does have kind of the little grease it's got some spots. Grease spots on it. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's sweet. I like that you think it's sweet. I'm glad that you're a part of the fifty percent of the population that thinks it's sweet and not gross. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so then we walked from Silas and Maddie's down to South Park, and we just like sat on a bench, and you were just clearly nervous. <laughs> I think what about me made me seem nervous? I'm not saying I wasn't. um well i don't know you just could tell you were like i don't know you just weren't speaking full senses in coherent ways (laughs) see i think of myself that night as speaking as coherently as i ever have like i just sold this girl (laughs) in reality so i just thought you know climbing a tree would like diffuse the tension also climbing trees is fun so I said, let's go climb a tree. I enjoyed climbing that. the trees. Yeah. yeah. I think you thought it was weird in the moment. I What I thought, here's what happened. You said, let's climb a tree. And I thought, is this date really not that fun for you that you need to climb a tree? <laughs> <laughs> but then I realized that you just needed to, you know, do something. Yeah, I mean, and it was fun. I thought that was a fun thing to do. We were there for like five hours. Yeah, we sat there for a long time. I didn't know then that you were early to bed either. I wasn't about to tell you that, but I was like, I can't suggest we get out of this tree because we're going to get married now that we've had this conversation. So. <laughs> what did we do? What was the second date? That was that when we saw Avengers Age of Ultron? No, that was later. Was um, it? We held hands at that movie and you freaked out. Oh, gosh. You know what? You are right. Yeah, because I needed my inhaler. <laughs> you know, when you go to a movie and you're just like playing chicken with who's going to like I can't, I was like tickle his knee with your pinky. Like <laughs> here you go, I, I, and he didn't. He wouldn't hold my hand. Oh my gosh, I, I remember. <laughs> but you put your hand on that on that armrest, and I remember I looked at that. That was way more entertaining than the movie. Well, that's I, what it is, right? You go to the movie, and you're you're not paying attention to the movie. You're just like thinking about oh, when. Yeah. You're going to hold their hand. Yeah, I, they, I watched your hand get closer to, to my space and I didn't move. I was, you know, that fight or flight response or freeze or I just was absolutely frozen <laughs> and my heart was beating so fast. And then uh, her hand was actually draped into my seat and I still didn't hold it. Because <laughs> like, I thought, what am I going to have to grab his hand? I, I was, I was convinced that if I grabbed her hand, she would. Just whip it away and look at me like, what did you just like do Like when you held Hannah's hand at church? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, side note, I accidentally held Hannah's hand one time at church, slowly and romantically, because I thought it was Aaron sitting next to me. <laughs> and then the face that Hannah gave me. 
I'm just a, I'm picturing that face you got from Hannah. <laughs> oh man, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Aaron anyway. is like <laughs> reaching out, and you're like, I can't, I can't do it. And so she just grabbed my hand, um, and held it. It was just like she. It was basically her saying, "This is happening with you." Like, <laughs> so well, we held I don't hands. Know. I, mean, for... he, I knew he wanted to hold my hand. It was hard to not know that. But <laughs> I remember we held hands everywhere we walked for about two weeks after that. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. You would do something weird too. What did you do? I can't remember. You like made a noise or like. Do you remember? <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> we, <laughs> it was. Uh, so the bandana date was a little after that. Yeah. Yeah. So you think that you can just find a red bandana anywhere, but we went to two Walmarts well, and a Target I and a Kohl's. One, it was um, a Douthert, which is the scholarship hall I lived in. It was the Douthert event. I'm for whatever reason in charge of getting the bandanas for that event. And everyone had to have Oh, that's right, because you needed like 40 of them. Yeah. Something crazy. 48 of us in the hall or something yeah. like so that. So we went all around, and there, it was after we'd held hands the first time. And we got out of the car and are walking into Target. And Aaron held my hand. And I went, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I and I remember Aaron looking at me and being like, what did you just? <laughs> and so for probably seriously a year afterwards, every once in a while, Aaron would hold my hand and she'd go, <laughs> and like, shut up. <laughs> All right, so now you're married, and we've got all that story. Fill us in on what has happened since. So you're celebrating your third wedding anniversary coming up here. So what has happened since the wedding? <laughs> <laughs> well, we uh, after the wedding, we moved into our apartment in Raytown, uh, where Aaron worked, and I got my first job in Olathe, so had a little bit of a long commute from that apartment. But uh, we spent our first year uh, in that apartment with our cat, Zuzu. She's a super sweet Cat. She is the weirdest cat she ever. She's a very strange. She she is the strangest cat. We have some really good memories of that cat in uh, in our Raytown apartment um, when it was just us. Three. Yeah, but we lived in that apartment for was it two, two years, years after two years, um, and then when COVID hit, uh, stayed with the Bonfields. Uh, yeah, well, we were planning to. We were saving for a house. We yes. wanted to move into a house. Um, our apartment was fine. It wasn't. It wasn't a great apartment, but it was cheap, and it was close to my school, which was nice. I made Bennett do the hard, the hard driving. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, it, like this, I don't know. This random thing called COVID nineteen was threatening to cause some sort of quarantine, and we're like, oh, quarantine. Well, we don't want to be quarantined in our house for a week by ourselves, yep. where we like to be with people in our. Apartment was so small, so we we're like, "Oh well, if we're qu- let's just on the off chance that we get quarantined, we'll go stay with my parents. That'll be fun." And then we did get quarantined for more than two weeks. If you were two months, yeah, but, school yeah. was canceled essentially. I mean, you taught from home, right? Um, I was planning virtually. lessons online that whole spring. Yeah, but we you stayed with your parents, and our cats stayed here. It was sort of fun, actually. It to, was really fun to uh, was fun. to have you know just to sort of all. Well, and it helped us to pack up our apartment, too, because yes. then we could, basically, that's what you did. I yeah. I taught here, and then... I'd spend a few hours every day. You'd just go and pack, just stuff, pack stuff up stuff little up. by little, so yeah. it wasn't ever a big event, yeah. which was good. So by the time we bought a house, which we ended up buying a house in May, mm-hmm. I mean, we just had to move everything, but we didn't have a ton of packing to do, which was really good. Right. 
So yeah, so then we bought a house and we live like five minutes from. We were looking at houses with the Bonifields, and uh, <laughs> we would look, and there'd be a really nice one, and uh, I would tell them all the nice things about it, and when you would go, hmm, yeah, how far that? How far is that? Oh, it's only about 16, 17 minutes. Okay, yeah. What's the other one? This one's about eight minutes. Oh yeah, I like that house. Oh, that's a really good house. <laughs> yeah, then we um, live about six minutes away. <laughs> we live about so. six minutes away. <laughs> it's a really nice house. <laughs> it is. A, it's a wonderful house, and so we moved into there that house on the twenty first of May. 23rd. Yeah, yeah. And uh, little did we know, Aaron would get pregnant two weeks later. So we have a baby now. We have a baby. <laughs> His name is Micah, and he's wonderful. And uh, he is now three and a half months old. Mm-hmm. And he's just the best thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's pretty fantastic. Okay, and I think we should end and see if Micah is, will make some cute little sounds. Oh, yeah. oh yes. <laughs> hey, Micah. <laughs> oh, good. The sound you just heard <laughs> was, was a baby skull knocking into the microphone. <laughs> This episode of On Carlson Drive was produced for Boogieland Media by Randy and Wendy Bonifield and distributed through our friends at podbean.com. All stories were written, edited, and narrated by Wendy Bonifield. All original music and music arrangements are written and performed by Randy Bonifield. Remember to subscribe and please like, add, friend, and review this podcast wherever you find us. Follow On Carlson Drive on Facebook and Instagram at username on Carlson Drive. And be sure to visit our website at oncarlsondrive.com. Special thanks to all our friends and families who, unbeknownst to them, were writing the stories we tell simply by living them. Join us in two weeks for a new episode. Until then, thank you for listening to On Carlson Drive.